Who are you? I'm Vengeance. And this is Rebels Without a Clue. Hey, and welcome to this week's episode. Guys, I'm Tony. And I'm Brad. And uh, how have you been, mate? How's things? Oh, look, you know, the monotony's starting to wear a bit thin now. I suppose approaching lockdown like the last of it, it's kind of getting to a nice feeling where I feel like, you know, it's like doing the 100-meter sprint. You're at about 80 meters and you've got about 20 meters left. It's just kind of you're in the home stretch now. What is this sprinting you speak of? Okay, sorry. In your case, a <laughs> casual stroll. Okay, that's it. Ah, oh, I get you now. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Are you yeah, drinking probably. a crowdy? I am drinking a fucking crowdy. Oh, but... you dirty, dirty yobbo. It's the only beer we've got in the house, so it'll do. Yeah, well, that's true. I'm not going to fault you for that. Come on. So, uh, yeah, what's been happening? You know what? It's been... I suppose, what, it's been two weeks now since we last did the pod. It has been. Uh, it's been an eventful last two weeks, uh, especially in the context of basically what we discuss on each podcast. Dude. Uh, oh. where, where, where do we begin? Oh. Where do we begin? Everyone oh. knows what we're, we're talking about right now. If you didn't pick up by the intro, this week we're just discussing every, every bit of news that came out about DC fandom. Yeah. And, you know, and before we get stuck in, I'm going to get rid of the formalities. So if you haven't done so already, guys, be sure to go like and subscribe us on Anchor, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, or whatever other podcast platform you use. Also follow us on our social medias on Instagram, Rebels Without a Clue 03, Twitter, Rebels Without a 1, Facebook, Rebels Without a Clue podcast, and also on the Generation Random Network po- uh, podcast Facebook page as well, plus the Generation Random Network Discord. Oh, there's a lot. That is a mouthful. It is. It is. And I'm surprised I didn't tongue twist it more. No, but you, you, you're getting good at it. You're like a Jedi master now of introductions. Follow me, young Padawan. <laughs> I'd rather not die. Oh, you'll die. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Give me a lightsaber. I'll end up killing myself. Do it. <laughs> Dickhead. All right. Well, <laughs> I suppose... I don't want to waste any more time because I'm very, very keen can I, on... Can I just put one more thing before we get all happy and excited? To put this on a little bit of a down note, I think I just have to mention um, the very sad passing of Chadwick Boseman, who yes. we all know as Black Panther passed away earlier this week. So it is a big shock to, I think, everyone who really is into Marvel movies or just him as an actor and a person. Yeah, I was going to say... anyone saw it coming and it was a real shock to the system when I found out the news. I'm sure you felt the same. Yeah, I think just because knowing how much of an impact he had, I suppose, just on Marvel, but then him as a human being, you could see how how significant he was as a person because it rippled throughout you know, the sports industry and a whole bunch of other different industries. So um, you can kind of see the man that he was, not just in cinema, but then also in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, very, very sad to hear that, to hear that news. Um, but I guess he is, he will forever be immortalized as the Black Panther. So 
Uh, while we're on that, can I bring up an interesting thing that I read today? Yeah, please do. So I in a Reddit forum, I was reading, obviously, you know, with the situation now with Black Panther, mm-hmm. they were talking about potentially bringing, um, what's the Killmonger? Mm-hmm. Um, they thought of like some, I don't know, out there way to have him basically reinvented as Black Panther. Because if anyone were to take up the helm, we feel like he would be the appropriate person to do it. Yeah, well, I guess that's one of the first people to come to mind. It's going to be a a little bit convoluted if that's the case. But um, because it's like, I would have said, okay, maybe the events that came of Endgame could justify it, but because we saw... um, Chadwick at the end of it, it's like, well, he's technically still there. So, yeah, how do you no, make it make it make sense? No, I get you. I get you. I think like the way they explained it, I probably should have screenshotted it and shown you because the way it was done, it was very very clever. And there was a lot of other people saying this is a brilliant idea to how to actually integrate him into it. Yeah, I've also seen other sort of suggestions of making the sister Black Panther. Okay. They're making her take over the help, so it's a possibility. So, are we talking about the techie, the techie sister? Yes. Uh, I don't know how I, I, that that sits with me. I just don't know if she has the the balls for that character. Who knows? Who knows? But it, look, there's so many different ideas, and I guess it's just so soon for them to be sort of thinking of those sort of things. So, I have a feeling that they'll probably delay production of that movie um, for a while. Just obviously, yeah, such a sore sore, sore topic at the moment. So, but yeah, it's just it's really, it's really just not great. No, no. Nah. Uh, so, um, yeah. So uh, we're just small fish in this giant ocean of, I guess, podcasting goes. But um, best wishes to his family and in this really tough time. And rest in peace, man. Yeah. Yep. Nicely said. Yeah. So. On a lighter note, DC fandom. Holy crap. Wow. Just If this is wow. one way to literally blow up a bubble, it is exactly what they did through that whole event. That honestly was like DC opening the door again. Yeah. I think as far as the cinematic universe is concerned, I think they've learned a lot of their lessons now and they're improving on that immensely um so uh, i have i have positive thoughts about what's to come from dc and i think just from the fandom alone a lot of people's opinions and i i've seen it in reaction videos to the trailers and stuff of people are like i'm a convert now you know, mm. I feel differently about this now. Looking at the content of what they're working with, yeah, this already feels like it's heading in the right direction. So mm. I think they've made a, a significant step into the right direction. Yeah. I'm just hoping that they don't go on the path of uh, of what they've done in the past where they make the trailers look amazing, but then yeah. the final product is, well... Can you recall anyone in particular where the trailer looked amazing and then you were super disappointed? Oh, Batman vs. Um, Superman. Superman, I was going to say. <laughs> Batman vs. Yeah, Superman, yeah. that trailer looked incredible. I was so pumped for it. 
like like I told you, mean I've managed to get a good friend of ours and a and a, um, an avid listener of the show, Sean. Um, he managed to score us advanced screening IMAX tickets to that movie before it came out. Yeah. Um, well, it was that advanced to the point where before we went in, we had to hand in our mobile phones and any sort of technological devices. Couldn't take anything in with us. And there yeah. was even a message before the movie started from Zack Snyder saying, please keep this to yourself. Don't go spoiling it because, well, it's you got you guys are one of the first to see it. So it was yeah. it was it felt like a special event, right? So I'm like, wow, okay, it's gonna be amazing. And I've never walked out of a movie so brokenhearted. Yeah, I, uh, there was disappointment, but I was my heart was broken. Yeah, because you know how big, avid a Batman fan I am. I know, I and know. Getting my hopes up with such an awesome trailer and getting excited and all that sort of stuff, and then we got that, and like. Oh, my childhood. Yeah, it, it was a significant <laughs> letdown. Like, for all the anticipation and the hype surrounding that movie, what they produced is just not what was expected. Like, there was a lot more hope for a lot of moviegoers and keen Batman and Superman fans going into that movie, and yeah. it was a complete letdown. Yeah, it was. It was. So I'm hoping that they've learnt their lesson in that regard and that they're not going to to convolute what they're trying to do and yeah. just do it right. Don't yeah. try to co- ride on Marvel's coattails. Make it your own thing, which that's the feeling I got with majority of what I saw out of this event and what they got coming. It just it didn't feel like they were trying to make basically a Marvel Universe clone of their own. Yeah. It's like yeah they're establishing course. their own thing, which is great. So – as a segue into that then, so how did you feel with the release of the Justice League? The Snyder Cut trailer? Yes. All right. To be honest with you. Yep. Watching that trailer, I felt underwhelmed, to be honest. What were you expecting differently? Honestly, I didn't know what to expect differently. I didn't know what to expect, but from what I saw, to me, it didn't look that different. Really, it yeah. looked very much very similar to the original cut. I know people are going to go, "What the fuck are you on about?" It's so different. I know to me, it just it had the same feeling. Um, obviously, soups in the black suit looked very cool, so I'm not going to yep. deny that. It looked very, very yep. cool. Um, wasn't overly impressed with Dark Side's look. Okay, what were you? Did, were you looking for a more conventional comic book based look? No, I was going from. I was hoping. As weird as it sounds, I thought, well, you look at, for example, a vil- like a big villain like that, like Thanos, and how that made him look. And then you look at Darkseid, like, wow, that doesn't look great at all. Are you talking about the cinematics of it or as in the character itself? The way that they've done the CGI for Darkseid. Yeah, okay, okay. You know what I mean? It just so- it didn't look – it just looks pretty – well, it looks it's very average. computery. Yeah. It looks pretty average. Look, I know they've still got time to sort of polish it and do this and that. So it might change when the move when it finally gets released properly. But from what I saw, I don't like Darkseid's design, not impressed. Did you feel better about the look of Steppenwolf? Didn't change too much for me. Oh, okay. Uh, no, because well, I, I, I saw think a... they just made him I don't know, they gave him a few more spikes, really. Uh the photos that I've seen where they've done a proper comparison of it. The new one looks a lot better. Mm. That that's just my feeling. Like I feel like the the old one didn't have the kind of boss look that Steppenwolf should. 
Mm. And the new one definitely has that appeal to it. Yeah, but um, the thing is, I don't want Steppenwolf to... At, like, in that trailer, Steppenwolf looked better than Darkseid. And that shouldn't be the case. Like, but we didn't really get a really good indication of what Darkseid looked like. And we don't know what he's going to kind of be like in the film dude, either. We got a full frontal shot of him. Like, it wasn't sort of like from a distance or blurry or anything like that. We got a full frontal shot just before he swings his big fuck-off hammer, right? Yeah. And saw that, like, why does Steppenwolf look better than Darkseid? Like, Steppenwolf is basically the commander. Darkseid's the general. Like, since when does the commander look better than the general? Know what yeah. I mean? Just well, the hierarchy of things just didn't sit well with me. I just think, like, well, for me, I'm not going to kind of premise my feeling on just what I've seen in the trailer. Yeah. I feel like until I watch it, Mm. Like, I'm not essentially going to go in with expectations of how it's going to be, what it's going to look like, what I want the story to be. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go try and clean slate it. Yeah. Just to go, all right, well, you know, we've had all these preconceived notions and ideas about what we're expecting. Yeah. I'm going to remove myself from them and go and watch to see what Snyder's vision essentially was. Yeah. That's what I want to look at. One thing that definitely surprised me about it, about the whole Snyder Cut thing is when they said it's going to be four hours long. I'm like, whoa. That's, I was not expecting that. Like, that's a yeah. lot of runtime. And it's, I think it's a good thing that they're allocating that much time because it gives all the characters, hopefully it's going to give them enough screen time to properly develop those characters and not yeah. to rush yeah. through everything, which... That's cool. But, like, I suppose the interesting point that I said to you, I'm wondering how they're going to release four hours, whether they do, they can't do it in installments. I think it's a complete disservice if they did that. Look, from what I understand, what they're going to do is they're going to release them all at the same time, but they're going to be in four one-hour, well, kind of episodes. Which is right? fine. Like, and then that's I think, fine. And I think later on down the track, they'll release it as one giant four-hour movie. Yeah. Which, either way, I mean, if they do it in episode format, when you're watching it, you're just going to click next straight away and then it exactly. continues on. So it's not as if you've got to wait the following week for the next installment. It's like you just keep now, going, which is great. Do you, do you know if how it's going to be released? Like in terms of is it going to go straight to streaming? Is it going to be released in the cinemas? How is that going to work? It's going straight to HBO Max. So I'm not sure what platform we're going to get it on in Australia. I've got to... I got a feeling because it's HBO, it'll probably go to it'll probably be Foxtel for us. Okay. Because they've got HBO. Yeah. So I got yep. a feeling that's where it's going to get released. So we'll there'll be definitely be ways to watch it. Okay. As as long as there's going to be reasonable access to it. Yeah. Because I was just thinking, oh shit, what streaming service are they actually going to put it on? Yeah, I think the way they're going to do it, they're going to want to get as much. They want to get it. They're going to want to get it to as many people as possible. So they're not going to limit it. But at the same time, keep it limited to their streaming service because they want, well, obviously they're going to want the monopoly of the audience going on their service. Get me? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I'm yeah. surprised that HBO haven't gone the route of, let's say, of Disney where they've gone, nah, fuck it. Exclusive. Pull everything from every other streaming service in every country. Fuck it. Release yeah. your own streaming platform in every country. Fuck it. Everyone's getting it. I'm surprised HBO haven't done that. Yeah, yeah, no, I see, I don't know, maybe they're just building up to that. I, mm -hmm. It's hard to say, um, but, like, how are you feeling about watching it? Like, do you feel like you're going to go into it with kind of 
you know, an open mind or do you feel like you're going to be clouded with judgment from the previous attempts? Look, there is going to be some clouded judgment in there, but I want to go into it with an op- as open a mind as possible. Yeah. I don't want to go in there with going, oh, great, this is going to be a fucking train wreck. I'm just going to waste four hours of my life. I want to go in there going, all right, let's see how this goes. Because yeah, like okay. I've said previously to you and probably on a few other episodes as well, is that everyone keeps forgetting, like they're saying that Snyder's, Snyder's cut's going to be amazing all this sort of shit. And the whole thing that I can't get out of my head is he did Batman versus Superman. How does everyone forget that? Yeah. But I want to leave those thoughts to the side. I don't want to bring them into the viewing with me. Do you, Okay, interesting question for that fact. So Batman and Su- Batman vs Superman didn't come out with a great response from critics or audiences, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So do you think having that knowledge as Snyder would have impacted his approach to the Justice League new movie? I hope so. I hope not only the the feedback from Batman vs Superman, but also the feedback from Joss Whedon's edit of Justice League. Yep. I'm hoping. He's sort of taken. I, I feel like he's taken that to heart. That's why he's pushed and helped push the whole agenda of this release of Snyder Cut to yeah. go. Wait, 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 wait. No, this was not my vision. This is not what I had planned for this movie. I need to show you what I really wanted to do with this. And I love the fact that Warner Brothers and HBO are just letting him go crazy. Going, you know what? You got a four-hour movie. Fuck it. Do it. Do it. Make it happen. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, that that gives me hope. I'm curious whether, as a result of this, could potentially make or break uh, Snyder's, you know, impact in the idea of superhero movies. Like, yes, I think because so. if it comes out and it's absolutely visionary as to like, wow, like what a dramatic difference this is. Yeah, then I feel like the amount of work Snyder may get in DC's universe will be crazy. Definitely, yeah. I think this but is. Then, I think this will be his make or break moment. Hundred percent. As and far I think as his he, involvement he knows in this universe. Yeah, he's got to know that. Yeah. Because I literally think there is so much of DC resting on Snyder Cut. Yeah. A lot. So. so it'll just be yeah, very interesting to see how this all unfolds. Yes. That being said, though, yes, the DC universe does ride a bit on the Snyder Cut, but. As you and I both know, and the part that got me excited more than the anything saving else, grace. saving grace, the Batman trailer. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. It's the first time in a long time that I've watched a trailer where my jaw hit the ground. I yep. was giddy with excitement. I was like a little a little kid. I was so fucking You were going to say little girl. I was. You were going to say little. <laughs> I thought I'd change it up and make it, you know, more of a generalized statement. Yep. But yeah, look, that trailer blew me away. Um, Can I say? Yeah. The the first thing that completely won me over mm-hmm. was the fact that they used a Nirvana song for the clip. Yeah, I think when I heard been... that playing, yeah, I was like, okay, okay, someone already has this shit on lock. Like this, this mm. looks good already. Yeah. And then I think when you see the guy taping up the face and I was like, okay, wow, this seems quite dark. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the, like watching it at the start, like I didn't notice the song until like my second watching of the trailer. Cause I wasn't really yeah. focusing on the music the first time. 
Yep. But watching just the way they enter it, it's dark. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mysterious. It, they're giving it that kind of, they gave the trailer that suspense, crime, drama feel. It didn't yes. feel like a trailer for a superhero movie, which was very, like I felt was very different, and I loved it because it was like that. I feel like, to a degree, like the way it was shot, the vibe that you get, there's this influence, weirdly for me, of like old detective movies. Yeah. Um, you know, there's this Sin City like haze over it. Like, yeah, it had that film noir feel to it. Correct. And yeah. I think the fact that they've gone down a path like that, where, you know, it isn't this happy go lucky story where, you know, when you look at, you know, Thor and all these other movies, there's always that element of light to the movie. This had no light. Yeah which I loved because yeah. this is the path that DC should be destined for. Yeah. And, you know, you, you mentioned the whole light and happy-go-lucky sort of feel to it. Like, I didn't feel much of that, for example, going back to the Nolan trilogy. There wasn't really a lot of that in there. I think that still had that very dark tone to it. Oh, there's this, no light in those. But this is a different type of dark. This 100%. is, again, it's that film noir feel to it. It's that crime drama feel that you get out of it. That's that's what I felt sets it apart from anything we've seen thus far. Yeah, well, I, this is kind of, like I said, I've told you this repeatedly. This could be the catalyst to reignite what DC could potentially do in terms of the movie market. Oh. You think about how long Marvel has absolutely creamed DC and dominated the scene. Mm. Next year, like I said, it, Marvel wouldn't want to be releasing any of their movies around the time that Batman comes out. No. no they're, because they're it's, it's going to be a train wreck for Marvel. Yeah, it will be. So with what the Batman brings, like everyone loves what Nolan did with that trilogy, right? Yes. Yeah. So having that as kind of a foundation to follow in the right footsteps and make this new Batman, but with its own spin and own edge, yeah. is just going to elevate that that kind of Batman legacy. Mm. Because you think about how many Batman movies have been made, yeah, and sometimes they hit it on the mark, sometimes they don't. But the loyal fans will always come back to it. Yeah, of course. So you look at that one. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like. <laughs> You know how excited we both got, and you've kind of made me a massive Batman head now as well. Um, so I was sitting there watching the trailer, and like I knew I was like, I can't wait to speak to Tony because this is just mind blowing. Oh man, you know, and one th and like just reading into it and reading about what they've done so far, knowing that that's the trailer we got for them 25%. Exactly, if yeah. that's only 25% of its shot. And that's the trailer they were able to produce for it. That's fucking mental. That is ridiculous. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. And oh wow, just oh wow. Do you know? I think this goes to Matt Reeves' vision, though. Like, oh. I think he's done a, a real kind of thrown a curveball in it here because I don't think anyone had the idea of what Matt Reeves envisioned, especially after Rob Pattinson got cast. Yeah, I think there's been everyone. There was and look, I'm so a part skeptical. of it. I'm a part of it. I was part of that skepticism as soon as they cast Robert Patterson. I think I actually discussed it in one of our <laughs> earlier podcast episodes of my 
absolute disdain for that for that casting choice. Yeah. But that trailer and what I saw him do shut me the fuck up and proved me so <laughs> wrong. It proved yeah. me so wrong. Like, ah. Like, like I've told you numerous times. Yeah, he's, his acting speaks for itself. And I think the problem is the perceptions that have been set upon him as a result of Twilight yeah. have destroyed the capacity for him to go out there and do some really big iconic roles without having that Twilight version come into play. Yeah, I almost had that but, feeling with this role coming up. He's not going to be known as um, as Robert Pattinson from Twilight. He's going to be known as the Batman. 100%. I've got a feeling it's going to have that kind of like symbol status. But a couple of things I want to touch on and yeah. some sort of comments and stuff that I've been reading that kind of annoy me a little bit of what people are saying. Tell me. One of them was how they're saying it's got that emo feel because it has that shot of him sort of, sort of like with the fringe down and he's got the eye yeah. makeup up and shit it on. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not emo. That, that's that's not just emo. the first time in a Batman movie where they've put so much realism into the character that it actually shows that he does put the black eye makeup on so it melds in with his mask. They've never yeah. done that before. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. I, I just think that shows kind of the intricacies of, again, Matt Reeves' vision of doing everything right, covering yeah. all bases. Mm. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. And yeah, no, that's good. Another thing I, I liked about the trailer, it's not so much a, a grievance, it's more like I actually loved it about the trailer, how little... How little they put Batman in that trailer. You didn't see a lot of him in it. I think you see him three times. No, four times. Yeah, which it's you think about it for a movie where he's the title character, it's not a lot. No, it's really no. not a lot, which is I love that about it. But I think th the intention there is not to reveal too much because you think how under it's it's the whole Batman kind of new angle that they're taking has been under Cloak and Dagger Man. Like, mm. they haven't really revealed too much about it. Yeah. So, if they did a trailer where they produced all this content and then showed pretty much Batman fighting and what the whole essential movie is going to be, yeah, that that's not going to be great. I'm glad they're keeping the mysterious vibe to it. Yeah, and I love the fact that they keep sort of reiterating the point of this one, they're going to show more aspects of him being the world's greatest detective instead of just yeah. a masked vigilante. Like, yes, yes, that's a part of it. It's only half the story, though. The other half is how brilliant a mind he has and how good a detective he is. Like, they've never so, really expanded on that before, and I can't wait to see them with that angle. So are you sceptical or nervous about uh, Pattinson as Bruce Wayne? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course I am. Um, but, look, after that trailer, it's changed my perspective and I'm more hopeful now that he will actually do a good job. Yeah, because it, it feels like just the vibe that I got from the trailer, and, like, correct me here, but I feel like what they kind of showed in that, it felt like Bruce Wayne was very kind of, you know, just dark and neglected and, you know, like, constantly brooding. There was no playboy philanthropist, billionaire kind of feel to it. Not that they showed, right? They didn't show any instance of when he's like in a more casual setting where he would be playing that role. Like you think about it, in the trailer we saw him as Bruce Wayne like dodging over, like dodging out of a car to save a kid. And then yeah. he's sort of in the kind of hype of it all, and like what the fuck? 
and look in battle mode sort of thing, right? So yeah. again, that would explain why he's in that kind of mentality. We didn't get yeah. seen where he's just Bruce Wayne, which all I'm hoping for, and I've said it before, it's very simple. All he needs to do to get this right. When he's Bruce Wayne in front of other people, be the playboy, be happy, be fucking joking and carefree and that sort of shit and businessman like, right? When you're Batman or when you're Bruce Wayne by yourself, which technically that's when he's Batman anyway, be serious, be dark, be brooding. So as long as he can get those two worlds right, and again, that's up to the writers, so get it right. If you can separate those two worlds and put it on screen correctly, it'll kick ass. Yeah. 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 No, I see what you're getting at. There just has to be a clearly defined line between the two personas because you got to remember, Bruce Wayne is the mask. Batman is who he truly is. Yeah, 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 of course. So you got to make sure that you have that. And when he's Batman, none of this fucking Ben Affleck joking around with people bullshit when he's Batman. No, that's not how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, th- I just going by knowing the more intricate roles that Rob Pattinson has played, I think as Batman, he's going to do an exceptional job. I, I, I can already see it. But what is Bruce Wayne, though? Well, this is the thing. I feel like as long as the writing, like you said, has been done correctly, mm. Pattinson is a clever enough actor and is so versatile to play a multitude of different roles. So I think if they've written it well, yeah. he'll cover those bases. Yeah. And, like, you know, I'll always go into bat for him because I know he's more eclectic side of movies, yeah. not the traditional Twilight. Yeah. So, yeah, look, let's just say I think we're both pretty excited for this upcoming release. Definitely. And other parts of the trailer that we have to discuss. If the person at the start wrapping the tape around the dude, if that's yeah. Riddler, very different design, but I love it. I think it's awesome. And definitely yeah. a lot of mystery to the character because, again, we're not 100% if that's the Riddler. We don't yeah, yeah. know that yet, which that's awesome. Jim Gordon, I like the look. I'm a fan. Good casting. A lot of people were skeptical that they've cast a a black Jim Gordon. Why? What's the issue? I don't see an issue. It's a fucking made up character. That can be whoever the fuck nationality doesn't matter. No, it really doesn't matter. exactly. Anyway, so I like the look of him. How he's like more of an older man. You get me? He's not young, which is great. Yeah, yeah. I love that. The little sneak peek we got of Catwoman. Yeah, like Zoe Kravitz. I loved how when we saw her little sort of glimpse of her, especially with her helmet, how it looks like it's handmade. Yeah, yeah. That's really yeah. cool. I love that. Yeah. The one that blew me away the most from this whole trailer, and you were like, nah, it can't be. It can't be. Oh, it's tripping out. Colin Farrell's penguin. Holy crap. It did not look anything like him. No, I was, was like, who, who is this casting? I'm like, who is that? Fucking Colin Farrell. But it's funny, yeah. I saw some memes online. It's like, okay, you spent hours upon hours with special effects makeup to make Colin Farrell look exactly like Richard Smile. <laughs> sorry, Richard Kine. Sorry, Richard Kine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get you. I get you. <laughs> this get Richard Kine. He looks like wow. that already. But yeah, that was phenomenal. I can't believe that was him. That's amazing. Yeah, no, and I'm it's exactly the kind of penguin I want to see. So what kind of role do you think Penguin's going to play in this? Like, if you were to speculate, 
I think this is going to be more so the forming of the Penguin. He's not going to be... Oh, I don't okay. think he'll be Penguin yet. And from what I read, he's not Penguin yet. He's just Oswald Cobblepot. Ah, okay. That makes so more sense. He's not the Penguin yet. So I think we'll see events leading up to him becoming Penguin. Yep, yep. Clear. Yeah, Clear. So that's going to be very cool. Now, so, yeah, I mean, fuck. What a trailer. And I have to mention it. Batmobile looks so fucking cool. Oh my god! Yeah, but you know we can speak <sighs> about this more because between the car and then that one fight sequence. Oh, uh-huh. oh my god! I love how they've shot it in a way where it's still Batman being relatively new and not that well known. So <laughs> he beats the fuck on this guy to prove a point. Yeah, that he's not. It, for an Aussie term and for lack of better words, he's not here to fuck spiders. Literally. Literally. Like he's he, ready to fuck your life up, which is amazing. Yeah, it was just this rough, like you could see the skill in what he did, but yeah. then just the brutality behind that and the intention of I'm here to hurt you. Yeah. Just like I'm not going to go easy on you. Here's, here's proof in the pudding. Cop this. Yeah, legit. And it made it even better that he ripped out on Vengeance. Oh, uh, I jizzed a little. I, I can't did, lie. I, that I was, was funny. kind of erect. I, I've, I've literally watched every single reaction video to the Batman trailer. Like, um, no jokes. Mm. Um, but one of the funniest videos I watched is that they did a mashup of reaction videos at the point where he says, I am Vengeance. Yep. And it's literally just a communal sigh of people going, <laughs> How could you not? How could you not? It's the I think it's, it's the first time. I think this will be the first time in a Batman movie where they don't have him saying "I'm Batman." Yeah, yeah, and, Which, and I think that's what? quite significant. It's great. I love it. Yeah, it's just you know what? It's a step away from a tradition in the Batman genre for that's been there for so long, and like this is why I think you know what Matt Reeves brings to it is just a new vision. Stay true to the source material, but a new vision. That's the thing I think he's done the most. It's not so much a new vision. It's that he stayed true to the source material, not only from the comics, but that little vengeance line. I think for me, my first exposure to it was in the animated series. Yeah. That's where I first heard that line. And then hearing it, in a live action, and then, of course, getting more exposure to it in the comics and whatnot, like, oh, my God, they've finally done it. They finally fucking did it. Yeah. It's it's a huge step in just a direction that I haven't seen DC take for a very, very long time. Yeah. And it's cool to see that this is going to be set in year two of Batman's career. So he's not completely fresh. So he's... Been doing it for a year thus far, so he's not new into as, the game. As he's, an Australian, it's he's he's been around the bush. He's been around the bush for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But it's still going to be good to see, for example, he's not going to be completely flawless. We will see him, I guess, he will struggle a little bit. And I think that needs to be there to show that he's still human at the end of the day. Well, that's what I was going to say. That feeds back into the idea. I remember what? when we spoke about on Shoot the Shit, how I talked about um, the different themes and textures that the Dark Knight brought, like, as a movie. I think this has got that, based off what you're talking about now, the fact that it's in year two, Mm -hmm. that there is this going to be a balance of 
humanity, but then that other side of him as well. So having that contrast already that we can see in the trailer is such a significant part of what the story could become. Yeah, definitely. And and along the same sort of line of the whole, I guess, the time frame of when it's happening, getting news after that of there being a Batman HBO Max prequel series that they're going to be calling Gotham Central. Okay, so this is where you're going to need to fill me in here because I've heard all about this, but I don't understand the connections and how this all relates to each other. Okay, so what they're going to be doing is I'm assuming they're going to be bringing out this series first, okay? So it's going to be set in year one of Batman's career, okay? Um, And what they're going to be focusing on is it's going to be uh, set from the perspective of a corrupt cop okay, in the Gotham PD, and it's going to show how... I guess the corruption and the crime in Gotham is escalating in that first year. And then also showing, I don't know how they're going to implement it. I don't know. They haven't even said if there's going to be any sort of appearance of Batman or if he's just going to be mentioned as kind of like, you know, at the start days where it's more like a myth sort of thing. Yeah. Um, And how his impact is going to slowly change what's happening in the city. Which will inevitably lead up to the movie coming out. Correct. Okay, that's interesting. So um, I'm looking forward to having a prequel series that what I was hoping Gotham would have been, although fucking wasn't even close to it. So it finally might be the prequel Batman series that we should have gotten with Gotham. So will this new one, mm-hmm. will that be kind of the precursor to the actual Rob Pattinson Batman movie? Yes. So, are, so they're relating that to the yes, Batman movie. Yes, in the same. That's the same universe. So who do you know who's directing this? Uh, no, no. All okay. I know is that Matt Reeves is involved. Okay, as long as because I think having that kind of crossover point where there's the same element, the same look, the same shooting, all of that through the series yeah. that carries through to the movie will just make it amazing to be able to watch the series and then go, I'm mad, now the movie comes out. And especially if this is the prequel to build up to the movie, they're going to have to get it right because this is what's going to get people G'd up for the movie. Yeah. So yeah. it has to be done right. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited because I didn't know how that was essentially supposed to work because I remember reading about it, but they're not having kind of a great understanding of how that all relates because yeah. – what then threw me off even more was, you know, there's that whole mention of um, Michael Keaton and that's the ne- does- that's the next topic. Okay, well let's, let's get, get on, on to, that to the next topic. That's what's confusing me. The confirmation of having Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck in the Flash movie. Well, okay, so it's the actual Flash movie. Yes. It's not a series. It's nothing like that. No, it's in the Flash movie. So obviously they're doing the storyline Flashpoint. So which Ezra you, Miller. You know, you, yeah, yes. Ezra Miller's Flash. Yeah. So it's going to yeah. be the Flashpoint Paradox movie. Amazing. Which you know well, you know about the Flashpoint. Oh, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, right? yeah. So this is going to be the Flash is setting up for the multiverse for the DC, which that is setting up so many different possibilities of where DC can go from here. So as a potential ideas person for the DC, let's say you're in a room of all execs and you have the luxury of having had the Flashpoint storyline unfold. Yep. What is your next step as a DC exec to make 
the most out of that. Well, this is the beauty of it because it's multiverse. Let's say, all right, let's take the Batman into consideration here. Okay. Yeah. So let's say Michael Keaton Batman. Let's say that's yep. Earth One Batman. So that universe is set in Earth One. Yeah. Okay. Then let's say theoretically Christian Bale Batman. That's Earth. Two, that's like Earth Three. Yeah. Right. Affleck's Batman, Earth 4. Patterson's Batman, Earth 2, right? So that being said, you could have so many different iterations of Batman that don't necessarily connect. But inevitably connect through the multiverse. Correct. So they're still under the DC banner, but you can have so many different interpretations of the same character or characters. I mean, you could do the same for any of the characters. But then it's just about having the ability to connect and make people realize that it is essentially part of the multiverse. Exactly. Yeah, and okay. It gives, you, it gives them so many different possibilities and different storylines to to basically give to us because it's multiverse. There's so many different storylines we could go with. It's fucking mental. And that's, yeah. and that's a strong point that DC have always had in the comics is their multiverse was so much uh, better thought out and and established in the comics than Marvel could ever do. Really? That was their strong point. Their multiverse was their strong point. And, and like, when you say that, can you kind of give an, an explanation of that? Well, I, well, I guess the best explanation is like- as, you Are you talking about to- as in established story arcs? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So like, when you talk about like, you know, the Halloween and the Killing Joke and all these Batman arcs, yeah. like that's all part of- the kind of multiverse concept. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that makes more sense. Yep. Exactly right. So you could have so many different stories popping out left, right, and center. And it also gives the possibility, for example, with, well, pretty much making a Ben Affleck Batman movie later on because you can just go, yep, it's a different universe Batman. That's fine. We can have more Batman movies and not have them all connect. Do you think audiences would have a problem with that idea? I think if it's too saturated, then yes. Yeah, good point. So good you gotta, point. you've got to balance it. It has to be evenly balanced. Yeah, okay, makes sense. It flooding on fucking on different Batman, for example. But let's say yeah. with your more sort of, I guess, more superhuman characters, like, for example, like let's say in the Dark Knight universe, could yeah. you picture a Superman in that universe? Uh, yeah. Personally, I couldn't see it. Because the Nolan trilogy, I think it prided itself on realism. Oh, in that regard. Okay. Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I get you. And yes, that, right. I completely agree. So Cause... having a Superman in that universe just wouldn't fit. It just wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Right? To have some superhuman alien into a world that's pretty, well, as realistic as they can get for a Batman. Yeah, yeah. Know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it just wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't fit. But with the multiverse, be like, all right, yep. That's that side of it. Here's a universe where having Superman in there makes sense. Yeah. There's yeah. So many okay. different possibilities. There's so many different roads they can take. It's fucking mental. And it really does open the doorway to create a long lasting franchise. Oh, fuck yeah. Because going by what you've told me in terms of the different story arcs, not necessarily just for Batman, but other kind of heroes, mm. it, it's just endless. Yeah. There are so many different possibilities and st- storylines that they could go down that it just would be fresh all the time yep oh definitely man definitely yeah that's exciting yeah i I feel like the next couple years 
really may open up a new doorway for not just DC, mm-hmm. but for the general, you know, superhero movies, but then having a different angle to a superhero movie because this Batman might do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah. I am just, especially for the Flash movie, I'm just so excited to have Michael Keaton as Batman again. Oh, my God. Fanboy yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get where you're coming from with that because for me, Michael Keaton was an exceptional Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. He just did favorite. that through and through. He's still my favorite. Yeah. Well, in the live action sense. Yeah, yeah. So fucking cool. So very, very, very cool. All right, so that's The Flash. Um, the Suicide Squad movie trailer. I, do you know what? I think my initial feeling after I'd watched it was I was intrigued. Yeah. Because I think with what the initial Suicide Squad did for me was kind of show me what the Suicide Squad was about because I had no conception of them whatsoever. Yeah. But I, I, didn't, I didn't love any of the characters. There was yeah. no connection to any of it. Except for Harley. Again, but that goes without saying in my books. Mm. Um. But this new one, it, it, it just feels like chaos. That's the way I could have described what I was seeing yeah. when they were kind of snapshotting the filming and the, pro, the, like the actual process of what they were doing. Yeah. But the characters, I was like, oh, my God, like there is a lot to expect with this new movie. Yeah. I think watching that trailer, it get, for me, it gave off the vibe of a dark action comedy. Yeah. Yeah. No, you I know? can see that. It I, has that element of comedy, but it's dark humor. Yeah. I've got a feeling it's going yeah. to be more in that vein as opposed to Guardians, for example, which is more light humour, like, yeah. in that, in like in James Gunn's previous projects, whereas yeah, this yeah. one I feel like is similar vein but putting a, putting a twist on it. And, like, don't get me wrong, I, I think I'm looking forward to it because mm. initially I've always been really apprehensive. I think the Suicide Squad left a really shitty imprint on me of, like, yeah. because I feel like they tried to mirror what the guardians were yeah. like that element yeah. and guardians was exceptional in terms of what they did. Yeah. But suicide squad, I was like, really, man, like this just is a whole bunch of nothingness to me. Yeah. Cause I, I watched it a couple weeks ago just to kind of rekindle my thoughts about what it was. Hmm. And I watched it and I was just like, Oh mate, this is just not pretty. No. No. Like the Enchantress and all this, and I was like, oh, please stop. I just need to finish yeah. this movie. And I think out of the Suicide Squad movie, the first one, the only thing I – I think the only scene that I actually did like from that movie was the scene where we saw when they're all in the bar and they're having oh, a yeah. little bit of downtime. That was yeah. probably the best scene of the whole movie. Everything else yeah, was okay. meh. Yeah, it was nothing. There was no feeling. There was nothing no. that kind of – got audiences excited or invested in any of the content. Yeah. But the one funny thing that I found, and I guess I'm not a huge fan of it, but I'll reserve my main judgment for when the movie finally comes out, is the design for King Shark. Okay. He looks like a character that should be in Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I feel like he's like to make up a trio of Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that you're getting a character where... In, for example, because they've put King Shark in the Flash series, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. And in the Flash series, if you want to quickly look up the picture, I'm doing he it now. Looks fucking mad! I reckon he looks awesome in the series. And so, Killer at- Shark 
King Shark. Oh, King Shark. Sorry. King Shark. So you look at so the way he looks in the flash compared to how it looks in the Suicide Squad train, I'm like, uh, why does the one of the series look better? Okay. Have you found that? Oh, yeah. Okay. I see what yeah. you're getting at. See what I mean? How cool does it look? Yeah, that actually does look really, really cool. Exactly. Um, so I'm surprised that they've gone for a more, I don't know, like a fucking, like a more, how do I describe it? I guess a more cuddly King Shark, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm looking at it now and it doesn't look great. Know what I mean? But again, I'll reserve judgment for after the movie comes out. Yeah, no, that's the one from the Suicide Squad movie that we're getting. Suicide Squad. Yes, yes, I know. Sorry. Yeah. And then. And then you look at the one from The Flash and you're like, wait, why didn't they just use that design? It's so much better. It's so. He's so much more boss in that. Yeah. Not to mention in the series, he's fucking. He's an actual giant. Like he's towering over them. Well, it is, yeah, exactly. It is a shark at the end of the day. You'd want a bit of size to it. Yeah, it, it looks fucking mad. But again, I'll reserve judgment. I love Harley's new look. I reckon it's definitely a lot more accurate to the her more modern looks instead of just, yeah. you know, let's just put Harley with a fuck ton of sex appeal. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. Even in the getup she's got in the new trailer, even though it's more sort of, let's say, I guess more battle-ready, I still feel like it hasn't lost the sex appeal, though. Well, at the end of the day, it's Margot Robbie, so I can't imagine, regardless if she was wearing a Hessian bag, that she's going to lose any sex appeal. But not even, but not even just the fact that it's Margot Robbie. I just like the fact that they've made a basically, well, a relatively armored suit, but still kept it more like feminine and powerful and sexy. Yeah, not yeah, no, I, mean? I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I love that. It's just more. It speaks. It speaks more. Volumes to, I guess, because you think about it. I mean, Harley's is becoming an icon. You know, it's it's something that young, like young people, are watching and seeing her, and they're fucking thinking that that's their idol. And you have to wear like the crop top and the short skirt with the heels, like. Yeah, but girls will no. do anything just to make a situation slutty. Not, not, not when they're little. Okay, not when they're no, no, not when they're little. But like as a grown woman, like yeah, of course. Mimicking... But I'm talking more to the younger generation. Like, yeah, having her look the way that she does in the new one, it's gonna put the right message to a lot of people that look up to Harley as as a character. Yeah, no, I, I, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and who who have they got playing Deadshot? I'm not sure. I, I don't think they're it's not announced it yet. And it, no, thank God. Yeah, yeah, it's not Will Smith. I think he did a horrible job at it. Yeah, because, it, well, again, I'm pretty sure this is set in a different universe. Yeah. Because. But then the problem is if it's set in a different universe th- and they've got the same Harley, how will that work? That's the thing we don't know yet. So we'll have to wait and see. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting because they're saying it's going to have elements of a 1970s war epic. Like, wait, what? Oh, okay. That's very. Did, did you read that online? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's like, wait, what? Oh, okay, cool. I guess. Again, I think it's too it's too hard to kind of build an idea of what you're going to expect going to see that movie because I think when you walk in and you sit down and start watching it, it's going to be completely different to what we initially thought. Yeah, yeah, but it's definitely this trailer's definitely piqued my interest. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Going along the trailer band. Yep. The new Wonder Woman 84 trailer. Wow. Oof. 
Wow. I'm excited. I'm excited. She, oh, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I feel like Wonder Woman has been the anchor for DC. Yeah, yeah, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Go on. Just in the sense that, okay, so the last, let's say, six or seven years, mm-hmm. Marvel has saturated the market so heavily where any other kind of superhero movie or idea that's come into play has been kind of pushed aside. Sorry, can I just say one thing in the middle yep. here? I'm just going to quote here. If that office isn't in it, it's shit. um but what i noticed is when the initial wonder woman came out Mm -hmm. that gave dc back a little bit of leverage because it was pretty damn good except for the boss fight at the end excluding that like what i'm talking about you're right correct the setup of the story how she looked um the fight sequences were all fantastic yeah. Excluding the last kind of 20 minutes of that movie. Yeah. But still, majority of it was great. What they've done now, I think with 1984, I think they would have taken a lot of heed from the feedback that was given from the initial one mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, revitalized what they wanted out of this new one because yeah. the trailer looks amazing. Oh, and fucking we finally got to look at Cheetah. Oh, oh my God. The cheetah looks fucking sick. And I didn't know how I was going to feel about her playing it, but I yeah. think she's going to do a really good job. Yeah, and the fact that they're keeping the blonde hair as like, yeah. in her animal form, like, that's sick. Yeah. That it, looks it's so cool. But, but with Wonder Woman, the, the, the fight, the fighting in general, I never had an issue with because no. I think they, they film it really, really well. Yeah. Like, the initial movie, that fight sequence from when she enters the battle on the front, Mm. to running into the town and then, you know, taking out the church and all that kind of shit. Yeah. I was like, that sequence was, that was next boss. level. That, that was, was next boss. level. So if they can do that again in the new one with potentially two or three more times of that kind of feeling happening, I, I think you've got a winning recipe. Fuck yeah, man. It's going to be, I reckon this next installment of Wonder Woman's going to be pretty damn awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're definitely up for a, for a treat. Oh, like I've been saying it now for a couple of times where next year is going to be an exciting year of movies. Oh, yeah. And, so, and seeing as we've been talking movie trailers and future movies coming out from DC, um, I just want to touch over a few more, well, a couple more that like the movies that are coming out. Yeah. Not so much next year, but they're coming in the near future. So yep. uh, I'll start with the first cap of the rank, uh, the couple snippets we got for Black Adam. Yes, yes. No actual proper trailer, but more of like The Rock doing a voiceover as Black Adam. Yeah, and setting up a storyline. Yes, and it looks very promising, especially the one where he's talking about how he's going to be, looks like he's going to be taking on the Justice Society. Yeah. Which, if you're not too familiar with them, um, or in this iteration, it's going to be Hawkman, Adam Smasher, Cyclone, and Dr. Fate. Now, I'm super excited to see Dr. Fate in the DC Universe. Um, why? You, is it just because you're a fan of him, or is there any specific reason? He is basically, D, well, let's, I guess, in perspective that everyone can understand, he's basically DC Universe's Dr. Strange. 
Oh, okay. Oh, he's like the Sorcerer Supreme. He's like the most powerful magic entity in the DC universe. Okay. So cool. I'm excited to see him in it. It's going to be, he's a fucking very cool character. And, and then who are the other three characters? It's Hawkman. Uh, how do we feel about Hawkman? Uh, well, I'm hoping. Not much of a character? I never really got into him personally, but. Okay. And uh, who else? I'll be interested to see what they do with him. Uh, Adam Smasher. I'm going to be cool. Oh, sorry, I reckon it's going to be awesome to see him. Okay. Looking forward to it. Uh, Cyclone, on the other hand, I don't know a great deal about Cyclone at all. So. Uh, is that know, a female? I, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know how I feel about Cyclone yet because I don't know anything about her. And have they announced uh, the castings for these people? No. Okay. Interesting to see who will play these people. We'll see what happens. But, again, it got it got us on the hype train for this movie. So, And are you feeling good about the idea of Dwayne Johnson playing Black I Adam? fell in love with that casting the minute it was announced. Okay, cool. It was announced, what, uh, two years ago, I think? Two years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, oh, man, I, I don't think I could pick anyone better to play Black Adam. Okay, cool. That's, That's good to know. Brilliant casting. And the way that The Rock makes him sound is that it's not about doing the right thing or the, or the wrong thing. It's about doing what he deems is the right thing. It's what he wants to do, which is very yeah. Black Adam. Which is fantastic. And he seems very, very powerful, just from what I've gauged. You have no idea. Okay. Again, that's exciting. Like I've told you previously, he can go toe-to-toe with Superman. Which says a lot. Yeah. 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 He's fucking, yeah. he's very, very powerful. Um, now, there weren't a lot of rumblings at the actual DC fandom about this next one, but it's been sort of discussed over the net and, little, and people yeah. have their sort of inputs and whatnot about the Aquaman sequel. Okay. So, so what information have you gathered? So from what I've found out, I have found out the storyline they're going to be leaning towards. It's a yep. storyline from the New 52 series, which is okay. of The Trench. Mm-hmm. Now, The Trench are actually former Atlanteans that basically say apparently a part of this Atlantis was sunk down to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Mm-hmm. And over time, they evolved into like dark carnivorous creatures okay right so uh they they're likened to uh where are we sorry uh let me just have a quick look here uh, uh that resemble anglerfishes or anglerfish okay yeah. yeah yeah so they they get a look pretty damn frightening and the fact that we've been told that that james wan wants to bring more of a horror element to the aquaman franchise yeah. Having this type of storyline and these type of characters, it's definitely in his realm. And that's exciting because I just feel like that movie's in good hands because mm. if anyone knows James Wan, he really doesn't put a foot wrong when it comes to horror. I haven't watched anything of his where I've been like, oh, I'm disappointed. Apart, Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah literally, I can't think of anything. Yeah. So... And I think, look, a lot, like, a lot of people have mixed feelings about Aquaman. I liked it. I didn't think it was the greatest. That no, wasn't fantastic, movie. but it I enjoyed fantastic, it. But for James Wan's first attempt at a superhero movie, I think he did well. Yeah, and I think him having that and then throwing him more of his strong suit into a superhero movie, it's going to make a very, very interesting movie. Hell yeah! Hell so yeah! I, I, so I'm looking forward to what he's going to be able to do with this sequel. Yeah, it's a good point that I, I never thought of that angle where you know if, if they gave him darker content, 
it's mm. going to suit his forte. Exactly. So I'm yeah. very I'm very excited to see what he does with it. Uh, and then we got the announcement that Shazam is getting a sequel, Fury of the Gods. Look, I, I, I'm completely impartial to this because I thought the first one was garbage. Well, I <laughs> I can't believe that I actually haven't watched Shazam yet. I know, yeah. I know. Oh, I can't I, believe I haven't watched it I'm not going to critique you for it because it's not a big loss. Uh, look, but I have heard mixed feelings. So I, but majority of what I've heard other than you, majority of other people said that they liked it. it, it do you know what it is? It's kind of... I know, I know you keep coming back to the idea that it's a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that. That's the thing. I don't know that. Oh, okay. Well, like, it just feels like it's a kiddie movie. Like, I don't feel like it really has its place within any kind of superhero franchise. I feel like it's a joke to him. Yeah. So watching it, I sat there and I was like, this this is, they're taking the piss. Like, this can't be legitimate. I've got a feeling that the reason why they've done that is to just to make absolutely and clearly predominant that at the end of the day, yes, when he gets the Shazam powers, he gets the super speed and super strength and he gets the knowledge of and the wisdom of Solomon and all that sort of shit. But on the inside, he's still just a kid. I think that they had to properly establish that to just let you know he's still a kid. Keep yeah, that in mind. Look, that that is absolutely what comes through for that whole movie. Yeah. But- so I've got a feeling now that they've established that, that this is where they're going to make it more of a growing of age sort of story. Oh, yeah. Uh- it's going to kind of get out of the that kind of childish sort of mentality and realm and become more adult. But you know what? I also had just an issue with him as a character. I, I didn't like him. Okay. I don't think the actor who played him. Zachary Levi. I, I didn't like him. Oh, I love Zach Levi. I, I just again, feel like I'll, I'll I'll have to watch it and then yeah when when don't watch it until quarantine's over don't watch okay. it before quarantine's over because I'll come and watch it with you because I want to okay. get your take on it okay 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 um because I'm happy to rewatch it again but I want to yeah. get someone who knows Shazam a little bit better than I do okay. and see what your take is all right cool easy all right cool. so then we got that confirmation so cool beans now something I'm was very excited for. Now, okay. this is before we're getting into the last topic we're going to get on, but one more, I guess I'll put it in the movie realm, but the announcement that they're doing a two-part long Halloween added animated movie. Holy fucking shit. I am so excited for that. I can't even begin. Oh, my God. It's going to be so tell good. Tell the listeners more. Tell the listeners more. It's going to be more. so good. Now, long Halloween for me is probably my favorite Batman arc of all time. Okay? okay. I fucking love it. It's the the writing of it was brilliant. The storyline's fantastic. It's got more of that um more of that detective element to it as well, which is why I love it so much. Um and the fact they're going in that similar way to how they did um Dark Knight Returns animated movie. Mm-hmm. We have the two parts. I love the fact that they go on the same route with with Long Halloween. Now, just to give you a quick synopsis of what Long Halloween is about, um, it's basically set in the early days of Batman's career. So I believe it's pretty much the same era as uh, Robert Patterson's Batman. So it's in the, the sort of second year of it happening. Um, and it, it tells the story of, um, of this killer named Holiday who murders people on holidays one each month. Okay, Um, so it's Batman working with District Attorney Harvey Dent and Lieutenant James Gordon. But as Batman's going around trying to catch 
this killer before he claims him every month, it also dives into the story of how slowly, slowly Harvey Dent is turning into Two-Face. Okay. Yeah, so it's – and it pretty much it brings in a lot of Batman's rogue gal- gallery. Um, it actually revolves around the transition of a lot of his rogue gallery becoming not just mob goods, becoming actual proper villains. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so – it's a fucking great story. It is so good. You're up for a fucking wild ride. And from what I've found out as well, elements of Long Halloween are being used in the Batman movie. Okay. So, um, yeah. And if it's an indication from what I've seen of DC Animated, they really don't put too many foot wrong. No, they don't. No, they don't. So the animated movies have always been their strong point. Correct, and They've that's always the, made killer animated movies. Yeah, the animated has always superseded what Marvel did in terms of animation, and then you think obviously Marvel live action has always dominated DC like on screen. So yeah. maybe there's something in the tables about to turn. In what sense? Or just you know, DC may take their leverage back a little bit, and where it's not such a completely dominated Marvel market. Mm, I think so. I think it's going to make a more level playing field. And I have a feeling that possibly, depending on how DC movies come out, Marvel may have to step it up a notch. Yeah, which, you know... Especially you think about, like, the Marvel roster stuff that's to come. You think of the those characters that are coming and are being introduced. Like, you're thinking with a a few of them, you're like, oh, really? Okay, I guess. Who Like Shangri-La and shit. Uh, Shang Chi. Shang Chi. You, you fucking <laughs> <Shangri> idiot. <laughs> you fucking idiot. You're gonna, you're gonna fucking do a movie about the Taj Mahal, are you? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Shang Chi. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, the Eternals. I don't know enough about them, so I'm intrigued. So it's like, yeah, hey, this might be good. Um, another Captain Marvel again. Eh, really. I never related yeah. with the Captain Marvel character. She never really did anything for me as a character. I don't know yeah. if it was down to the writing or Brie, Brie Larson's performance, but I don't know. I just never connected with the character. Okay. Okay. So getting a sequel and having her sort of take the helm as like the leader of the Avengers, I'm like, eh. Like I could take it or leave it. And welcome to the new segment called Tony's Grievances. But that being said, though, there's one that's going to – that I think is going to be the real sort of standout, and that's Doctor Strange. Yes, that's yeah. going to be a hard one to go up against. Let's just say DC wouldn't want to release anything around that time, exactly. Because, exactly. like we've spoken about it repeatedly, mm. the possibilities for what that is going to bring for Marvel are huge. You see, now this is where it's going to be tricky because obviously Doctor Strange Two is going to bring out the MCU's multiverse. Yeah. Okay. Now, going on what I said previously about DC's multiverse and how it's much more better established, having those two concepts go up against each other now, that's going to be very, very interesting to see and how of how they do it. Yeah, of course. Because you're going to have DC's multiverse versus Marvel's multiverse. It's going to be a very cool thing to and see. And it's like 
do either universe take pages out of each other's books to kind of prop them up on the same level Mm. or do they continue on on their own unique path? Because like we've talked about it in the past, Marvel have got their formula. They're set. Yeah. But DC now are kind of carving out their path. So, you know, like we've talked about it, next year is going to be a lot of make or break situations for Marvel, uh, for DC. You know what just came to mind? The problem they're going to have with, obviously, with Chadwick Boseman, right, with Black Panther. Yeah. That can be altered with Multiverse of Madness. Correct. Wow, okay. Oof. Ooh, wow. Okay, that opens up a lot of possibilities. Holy crap. Yeah. Fucking A. But, yeah, so Long Halloween, looking very, 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 very forward to it. Can't wait. Very cool. Very cool. Now, on to two of the last topics. Well, the last topic, but two different things. Yeah, yep. So the games, the games that are coming out. So first off the rank, we've got the Suicide Squad game. Yep. And the trailer for that looked stupidly good. Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. That's what they're going with. Okay. Okay. So very interesting concept. I don't know how they're going to go storyline because you kind of think about it. If they've got to take on like those four people trying to take on Superman, for example. Yeah, I don't know how gonna that works. They're going to make that work. Yeah. Unless they've got like a fucking an aircraft carrier full of kryptonite. Good luck to you. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, but very interesting. And from what I found out, I don't know if you've played it or if you've seen gameplay of a game called Sunset Overdrive. No. So... Apparently, this game is going to have elements of Sunset Overdrive. So, okay. a sort of very think of it as um, like a third-person shooter. I guess like um, Dying Light, for example. Yep. That mixed with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah, that's very cool. That, that's that an interesting concept, right? I like. It. That's I like. what that's what Sunset Overdrive was, and apparently, the gameplay for Suicide Squad is going to be very similar. Mirrored. Yeah. So. It's going to be a very interesting way to see it, and it is a four-player game. So you can either do it four-player with other people, or you can do you and four and three AIs. Oh, that's cool. So at least you can kind of chop and change between different characters. But yeah. I know that I, I got a feeling that when I play it, I'm probably going to lean more towards King Shark to choose as a character. Yeah. Why? Because look, you you saw the trailer. How cool! Yeah, I did. Play with. It's going to be fucking mad. Thank God. I think it's going to be fun. I, I, I just know, I just know, I think if you ever play it, I just know straight away you're going to go dead shot. Oh, I don't know yet, Tony. Just wait till I play it. I'm calling it now. Okay, well, you can call it now. But do you know what Killer Sh- King Shark reminds me of? Mm-hmm. Um, what were the fucking sharks on Rollerblades? Street Sharks. Street Sharks. That That's the vibes I'm getting. Yeah. But, the, so. but again, he looks better in the game than he does in the Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> what the hell are they doing? Yeah, I know. I know. Oh. And, and what's the next game? And the one that I'm looking most forward to. Moist. I'm moist. Moist forward to. I'm very moist. Yeah. Gotham Knights. Yeah. The, the next installment from Warner Brothers Montreal Studio. So these are the guys that didn't do the Arkham games. So yep. Rocksteady, the studio that are doing the Suicide Squad game, they're the ones that did Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight. Yep. Okay? Warner Brothers Montreal, on the other hand, they've, they did originally Arkham Origins. So this is their next installment, which I think is going to be awesome. So you watched the trailer, didn't you? Of course. 
So we're getting a storyline where Batman's dead and now the Bat family are coming in to take over. It's a cool premise. Like I'm I'm actually when I watched the trailer, I sat there and I was like, I'm not like you know, I I haven't been this avid fan of playing Batman games or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like watching that trailer, I was like, this is one that I could potentially see myself getting into. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing, I don't know if you picked up on it, but remember a while ago when I made you read a certain Batman arc? Owls. The Court of Owls. Yes. Okay. This is what the game's going to be about. It's about the Court of Owls. That's sick. Okay. So yep. this is going to be a fucking mad storyline and it's going to be a sick game. And I, I like can't that. wait to play between Nightwing and Red Hood. Yeah. I'll be oh, Look, I'm just keen to play this game. Tomorrow. It's going to be so Oh, I don't cool. doubt it. <laughs> and then we finally get to fucking see Talon, which is going to be fucking awesome. Do you remember Talon? Vaguely, yeah. From, Qu- from just... the Court of Owls. He was yes, like yes. Yeah. Yeah, can't wait to see yes. him. He's going to be fucking sick. But from the looks of it, gameplay-wise, I feel like it's going to play very similar, but a slightly different. different to how yeah. the previous ones did, which that's fine. The formula's worked for, well, four games now. Why change yeah. it? It's great. It plays great. Exactly. It's fun to play. Leave it be. It's great. Yeah. Leave it. So I'm looking very forward to that game. That's another thing from fandom that got me very, very excited. Yeah. Like, if you were to ask me, from all of DC fandom, what got me the most excited, I can't give you an answer. It was all of it. I'll, everything got me excited. Every, everything was oh, I think it was just the perfect, absolute perfect showcase for being so dormant for so long now yeah. to then kind of have, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, to have a moment like that where the world is excited for what DC are working towards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's been good to see that there's been very minimal, um, I guess, criticism. Or I, I haven't read much at all. Yeah, there hasn't been much criticism or hate towards what they're trying to do. It's been fairly positive, which that's very strange. Like, usually you, you there's always... You never get that. You never get that. There's usually always trolls picking shit apart and going, oh, this is shit, this is shit, duh, duh, duh. but there hasn't been much of that at all, which is yeah, actually Well, cool you being see. case in point, you're usually the first critic of all time. When it's called for, when it's fucking called but for. What I'm saying is the fact that they have released their showcase and you really haven't had much to pick on. No, I haven't. So this is exciting because the fact that everyone is behind this and everyone is excited for it just sets up for a dc saturation of the market yeah yeah i think we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot of stuff come from dc in the next couple of years and from what we've what they've shown us so far it's gonna be pretty fucking impressive hell yeah hell yeah about time hopefully they've learned from previous mistakes and are going to capitalise on getting it right this time. Well, maybe it was just the hiatus that they needed to revise kind of what their vision was and where they went wrong initially to what they've gotten to now and where they're heading to. Yeah, and hopefully that they've taken all the criticism that they received about a lot of this stuff into consideration, be like, all right, we know we fucked up. We're going to do what we can to make this right. Yeah, yeah. Out of everything that was at DC fandom, like I couldn't put it down to one, but can, My, is there something that stood out for you? Bro, um, the Batman do you need trailer. to ask? Yes, the Batman trailer. How can I ask? 
be, because like I watched the the Snyder Cut one was like wow, mm-hmm. but okay. Wonder Woman I was impressed by, like yeah. I was really impressed by, but I've never watched a trailer so much so many times on the first day it was released yeah. and then you know two hours later looking for reaction trailers because i wanted to share in it with other people yeah yeah so for me i haven't felt that giddy in so long yeah to be a part of something where you know we've seen so many batman storylines and you know different arcs and whatever but when someone reimagines it mm. like this, I yeah. it just pumps me up, man. Yeah, I think it's especially it's a reimagining that we haven't gotten before. Exactly. Which is You know, Batman's a sixty, seventy year old like icon. So sixty, seventy, keep going. Oh, what what? Eighty, ninety? Eighty. Yeah. Well, based off knowing based off knowing that, there over 75 years, there is always going to be a lot of reimaginings of Batman. But the fact that after for so long now that Matt Reeves has the capacity to re-envision this new idea of Batman is impressive. Like, I'm excited for this. Yeah, it's going to be fucking crazy, man. Yeah, so I think definitely DC have done exceptional with their showcase. Yeah, yeah. So damn impressed. Well, yeah, that's... uh... That's well, a nice wrap up. Yeah, that's a wrap up of everything that was uh, at fandom this year, which is. I was excited to talk about it this time. Like, I was really keen on actually having a conversation about this. So I'm glad it timed out well with the pod. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm kind of feeling that we took this long to get this out. Hope I was hoping we could have done this a bit sooner, but you know, things happen. But we've done it. Yeah. Fuck yeah! I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Yeah, boy. Fuck yeah. So, uh, well, do you want to run through the formalities? I will. If you haven't done so already, guy. But, oh, wow. <laughs> Off to a terrible start. Let's rewind and try that again. If you haven't done so already, guys, be sure to go like and subscribe us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, or whatever other podcast platform you use. And also follow us on our social medias on Instagram, Rebels Without a Clue 03, Twitter, Rebels Without a 1. Facebook Rebels Without a Clue podcast and Generation Random Network Facebook page, and also on our Discord at Generation Random Network. Amazing. There we go. Good work, Tony. Yeah, um, and I'd have to, and I want to give a shout out to another one of the, um, another one of the peeps on the, um, on the Generation Network family. Uh, he's just shown his face. Well, he's just become part of the family now. Uh, sorry, let's just. Yeah, his name, sorry. <laughs> his name's Bed Intruder. I uh, just want to give him a shout-out because uh, he's, he's usually on Twitch playing Pokemon, but he did give us a shout-out on his show, so thank you very much. And uh, oh, if brilliant. you guys are into your Pokemon and like sort of jumping on Twitch and seeing him, by all means, jump on Twitch, look up Bed Intruder. I'll put his tag in the, in the description of the pod and on the Facebook page. And I just want to give a quick shout-out to Sean. He has been a <laughs> extremely great contributor to the Facebook group. In yes, he essentially has. posing questions to us, responding and giving elaborate answers. So just want to thank you again, Sean, for being such an active member. Yes, keep up the good work. You are basically a role model to the rest of the the clueless rebels. Yeah, you are a stand up citizen, Sean. I salute <laughs> you. 
right. far out. So um, you want to plug yourself, yeah. champ? Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram, all at the same handle, which is Braddles, B-R-A-D-E-L-S, 2505. And you can follow me on Instagram at tboner80figs. That's T-B-O-N-E-R-8-0-F. <laughs> Dog <Yep>. figs. <laughs> and on Snapchat at tboner18. Brilliant. There we go. Rightio, there's another week wrapped up. Well, and, uh, until next time. Fucking da! Da! Da!